his back. Welcome back to Switchfeed Media Podcast. Uh, we are a media podcast about movies, TV shows, video games, uh, and we get into our personal lives a little bit. Uh, this is episode 25. With me, as always, is my beautiful guest host, Connor DuRose. Hey, everybody. I'm the co-host, not the guest host. <laughs> Did I say guest host? Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> our, uh, our actual guest host this week is uh, Austin. Um, say hi to people. Hey. What's up? I prefer um, assistant to the guest host. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't checked out our last episode with Austin, uh, it was awesome. I definitely go recommend it. I don't know what episode it was, but it's the Kanye West Black oh, Panther yeah. conspiracy one. <laughs> yeah, it was like 18. We talked a lot about Kanye West. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and if you hated me in that one, uh, don't watch this because I'm just going to talk for about five hours about <laughs> Justice League. Oh, we have a lot to talk about with Justice League. Yeah, that is a that's the big story. I'm, I will say that there probably isn't going to be much spoiler-free stuff. So just as a fair warning, assume spoilers throughout the whole episode. Um, I mean, the movie came out four years ago. Yeah, if you've seen that movie, this—I yeah. mean, there's the new plot elements, but you really can't spoil much. Like it—it's it, the same basic story. Yeah, I should be more specific. Uh, the Snyder cut and comparing it to the theatrical cut is mostly what this episode is about. Um, so that being said, let's let's get into it. Oh, happy Easter, guys! By the way. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting <laughs> it's fucking Easter. We're recording this on Easter, which is kind of probably far removed from when well, this comes out. Right. But Jesus rose. Superman rose. It's all connected. Yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder loves those Jesus parallels. <laughs> he fucking does, doesn't he? He <laughs> really does. Oh, he's so, oh, dude, Watchmen. Oh my god, that whole movie. Yeah. Um, Chris, should we give a little background on like why there's this uh, like director's cut of this movie? Like, should we let the people know for anybody who doesn't know the the long history behind uh, how so this came juicy. to be yeah it's let's juicy. let's assume even though there's spoilers let's assume that people haven't seen it or don't know maybe some of the background yeah yeah because i mean there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that if you don't really care about this or you just like went to go see it and it left your mind forever you probably wouldn't know but basically what happened Zack snyder made man of steel which started off the dceu which is the dc cinematic universe um and then he also made Batman vs Superman, which was the sequel to that, sort of. I mean, it was, but it, you know, it also told kind of a new story. And then he was slated to direct Justice League. And in between Batman vs Superman and Justice League, there was a lot of pushback from the studio because even though Batman vs Superman did pretty well in the theaters, it didn't do as well as like most Marvel movies do. And they wanted the tone to be lighter, and they wanted it to be kind of a more fun superhero movie with like goofy characters, all that. Um, and then while that was going on, Zack Snyder had a family tragedy. His daughter passed away and he decided to step away from the project. So basically what you had was half a Zack Snyder movie and they hired Joss Whedon to come in and make it goofier and sillier, oversaturate the film, <laughs> make it look like cartoonish and colorful. And they stitched it all together and you have Justice League 2017 and it's a fucking mess. It's not a good movie, <laughs> especially in comparison to what is to come, but we'll get into that in a second. It was not a good film. It didn't do well in the box office. It was 
crazy expensive to make with all the reshoots upwards of like 400 million dollars or something one of the most expensive movies ever shot uh you know didn't make its money back critics hated it blah 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 so after that there was this massive uh hashtag uh, it was like a, a movement on twitter for release the snyder cut uh they wanted everybody to you know they wanted to let Zack snyder know like we know this isn't your vision we know this isn't what you wanted so we're gonna go on here and and voice that very loudly <laughs> and we're gonna let uh, warner brothers know that we want that cut so three years go by nothing happens and then all of a sudden seemingly out of nowhere i think it was around that like dc fandom event thing last mm-hmm. year maybe a little bit before then but Zack snyder was like fuck it we're releasing it we're doing it uh so this movie is a four hour long cut of the original movie with all of the joss whedon scenes taken out and about 70 million dollars worth of reshoots for a couple new scenes that they added at the end which i really want to talk about because there's a lot to unpack there um but yeah i guess what what did chris you being having just watched these both of these for the first time what is your opinion of both of these movies i i will note last episode or the episode before i said i would watch the snyder cut and then the theatrical I didn't do that. I watched the theatrical <laughs> and then the Snyder. <laughs> Just how schedules worked out. I didn't have the time. Um, so uh, I watched the theatrical cut. I thought it was pretty good, like slightly above average. Um, there were a lot of things I didn't like about it. And then I watched the Snyder cut and realized that it is a far, far better movie <laughs> than what was released in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much well, everything and- I hated about it, they took out, which was mostly the josh sweden stuff and then it it just expanded on a lot we'll get into it but it it was it was a better more fleshed out movie yeah and one of the things that um like part of the whole drama behind this was ray fisher uh cyborg talking about how his entire storyline just gets axed by josh whedon um there's also a lot of things going on with josh whedon right now which um watching the snyder cut and then hearing about the josh whedon stuff um you can kind of see uh how his influence worked and why he made decisions he made perhaps but um it's also like half of the fans are super toxic about this whole cut where they just want to bully people um the other half like uh, i think a lot of people actually raise money for um suicide awareness and stuff like that and attempt to get this movie made at one point warner brothers said it did not exist there was no such thing and then one day they're like okay there is and Zack Snyder's uh like in charge of it we're giving him extra money for reshoots did that did that happen during the pandemic this movie this movie was made because of the pandemic that's what I'm hinting at yeah (laughs) I want to make that very clear that's why this movie was released because the movie industry was in a free fall And they were like, look, we have this like almost complete movie that's just sitting on a shelf collecting dust. Like we might as well try and promote our new streaming service by putting it on there, try and get a bunch of new people to subscribe. Like, I mean, it's a it's a million dollar, maybe more idea. And, you know, something that could really only exist in this type of climate with the pandemic. Yeah. Unless you have Zack Snyder and then it's going to be on IMAX and uh, we have to have letterboxing <laughs> oh let's talk about that yeah <laughs> i mean i honestly after the first chapter kind of forgot about it but it is fucking stupid right 
I want to I want a director that makes like a seven inch like phone display. You know. Yeah, like a. a I two want their by vision one. to fit on my <laughs> HBO Max app on my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like. You know. I don't want to steal anything from anyone else necessarily. But Red Letter Media did this amazing review of the new Justice League, and they brought up the the aspect ratio. And their big joke at the end was they did like a, a pretentious director voice, mm-hmm. but they did it. They were like. My phone was meant to be. My, my film was made to be watched on a seven-inch screen on the bus. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's pretty much. It's interesting you say that you were able to look past that because personally, I was not. I was distracted by that aspect ratio the entire time. It annoyed me the entire time. Um, and I know we talked about this a little bit last week when I kind of did my first impressions. But the reason it's in four three is because it's shot in IMAX. Most of that movie is shot in IMAX. And the raw footage that you get is in 4.3, stretch it out, you get IMAX. And you don't lose any of the quality by doing that. He, for whatever reason, decided to keep it in its raw format and reframe a lot of the scenes. So if you look at it side by side, everyone is just so much further back. Mm-hmm. And there's so much well, headroom. Headroom, yeah. There's no, like, the scene where they're all around the mother box and then uh, Cyborg does the projection, when it pans around, it's like their body and then half of the screen is just random shit behind them for no reason. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot of wasted space. And in a movie that's like mostly a CGI shit show, it's kind of hard to like see everything that's happening when you're in a letterbox format like that. It just is. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it wasn't as distracting. Like I said, I, I kind of didn't notice it for most, but there were certain scenes that just looked weird. And I noticed like it's because of the aspect ratio. I don't know if you guys know this, the original version that he had put out, I think it's it's in maybe the first trailer. I can't necessarily remember, but it was going to be in 4.3 and in black and white. And I was yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my God. They that's... released that too. You can watch it like that right now. Oh, can you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so uber pretentious for like yeah. a superhero movie. Well, yeah, it's Zack Snyder. Of course it is. Yeah. I want them to release the, the 16.9 cut Snyder cut Justice League. <laughs> You know, someone is going to go in there and make, like, the perfect um, Justice League movie using Snyder and Joss's stuff and trying to figure out a way to fix that aspect ratio. I I don't know if it'll make it a better movie, but I'll watch it a third time. Yeah, I guess we should probably get into, like, the actual... I know I'm I'm doing... It's not really a nitpick. I still think it's it's a bigger yeah. issue. That it's slightly distracting. Happen. Like, it's not it's not a small thing by any means. No, especially when you're watching for four fucking hours. Like, it's not like an hour and a half movie where you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or it's a period piece where it makes sense to have it. Like like I was talking about before, like The Lighthouse, where mm-hmm. having an aspect ratio like that really puts you into that world because it's not, you know, muscly men shooting lasers at each other. Like, you can see what's going on and it's fine. Um, well, I think The Lighthouse actually lends itself to that tight, not tight, but like square aspect ratio where it's supposed to feel claustrophobic like there's not a lot of room it's a lot of up close shots through the face um where this he just did it because he wants it in imax but knowing full well it'll probably never be on an imax screen yeah that was that was the most uh, probably the strangest decision about and and there's a lot of strange shit in this movie that they added Um, there's a lot of strange um just to like get to the end real quick you know the whole um green lantern thing or not green uh martian manhunter mm. that was supposed to be green lantern warner really? brothers would not let him do it 
they put their foot down and said, you absolutely cannot do Green Lantern. It was supposed to be um, Hal Jordan. So what about in that weird Martha Martian Manhunter scene? Was that also? So I think that might have came after they said, you absolutely can't do that. Or maybe um, because he doesn't, I read a couple of interviews with him and he doesn't necessarily mention that. He only talks about the final scene uh, with that. And it was supposed to be Green Lantern, which still doesn't make any fucking sense as to why they weren't helping during this whole thing. Both of those characters would really want to pitch in during that fight. Yeah. Martian Manhunter has been sitting around for like th- for three or four movies now doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, yeah, you see the actor, I think, in BVS. Uh, that same actor is just kind of chilling there at one point, I'm pretty sure. So He's in Man of Steel, too. Yeah. Yeah. He- he- <laughs> just doing nothing the aliens invaded he's just standing there as a general Zack snyder is george lucas um when he made the prequels he says wouldn't it be cool and then just completely stops there there's no logic <laughs> it would just be really um for batman v superman the whole martha thing people thought that was bad he wanted martha uh kent to also be martha wayne his original idea was that she got shot in the head, had memory loss, moved out to Kansas, married um, John Kent, and then found uh, Superman. That's that's some hard soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> I have one better for you. Um, so they were supposed to uh, have a like romance between Lois and um, Bruce. I heard about I this one. Yeah, yeah, which stupid as fuck the stupidest idea i've ever heard of in my life i'm happy they don't touch on that i think i think executed in a different movie that could be kind of interesting maybe is a reason why superman turns evil i don't necessarily hate that in this franchise it would be super stupid because nothing has been set up on that front at all well and that's supposed to be how he does turn evil which is um bruce and lois are fighting about their romance or whatever um, and because they're fighting and Bruce is distracted, Darkseid's able to break into the cave and kill Lois, and then Superman goes evil. It's what Zack Snyder says. Interesting. I thought he was going to do the uh, the injustice thing where Joker tricks Superman into murdering Lois because she looks yeah. like or whatever with the, all the drugs that he gives him. Um, he kills Joker, then becomes evil. Yeah. Uh, which That's a, that would be cool too, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's where I thought it was kind of going with um, the whole injustice thing, but it definitely is pulling from there, like the whole Lois being pregnant um, and like her dying. I think he also said that um, if they had made more movies, uh, Superman would have had the anti-life equation used against him, and that was also why he would turn evil, but it would have been easier because he was mad at Bruce. It's a lot of weird ideas that will just never see the light of day, really. The anti-life equation is a new element to this movie um, that they kind of added in. I, I think, I mean, Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf is still not a great character by any means, but I appreciate what he at least tried to do to flesh him out, where he's just like this hopelessly lost, like mm-hmm. middle management guy Simp. who can't go home. <laughs> yeah, because before he was just bad guy. He's bad guy doing bad guy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate the efforts they took, which I guess leads me into wanting to talk about some of the things that this movie did better in general. Um, I, first of all, all the corny, terrible, cringy jokes gone. Uh, nowhere near this cut, which is... Uh, thank a few thank God. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of jokes, but they're not corny. Like the it's toned down. Flash, yeah, Flash and Cyborg are digging the grave, and Cyborg's like, every guy is a uh, younger guy to her. She's five thousand years old. That's the best joke in the movie. Yeah. Like genu, I laugh. I actually laugh genuinely hard with like Cyborg's delivery, and like there isn't like a a weird racist like undertone one like there is in the first one where he's like oh fist bump and he's like i don't do that well that's <laughs> like, because joss whedon is probably a racist from everything we've heard about him yeah I mean, he he acts the entire fucking storyline with cyborg yeah that's the first thing i want to bring up is cyborg is now the main character of this movie which i love because he should have been to begin mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. all of his stuff is so fleshed out ray fisher does such a great job as cyborg um i love all the the into the spider verse kingpin kind of backstory scenes where he's playing football and then mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same scene where like his mom gets hit by the car he gets injured it is isn't it that's weird it's it's almost like, like that's immediately what i thought of when <laughs> when i was watching that but uh he's better flash isn't perfect i don't like ezra miller but he's much better in this movie um yeah i mean like the just the character work in general and the the plot structure is so much more tightly wound that i really uh I really appreciated that. Cyborg and Flash so much better in this version. The mm-hmm. the scene where he saves like the girl in the like the car crash where she crashes into the distracted driver. Yeah, like, that Iris. was yeah, that was I I love that scene so much. Uh, I I I don't know why it wasn't in the was it a reshoot? Do you guys know? It was I don't believe so because that yeah. was in the original trailer before they started doing all the like well, him like breaking through that glass yeah. with his finger, which is awesome by the way. Yeah. If I remember correctly, there's only like five or so reshoots that were okay. done. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, one of those was that terrible end scene, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I like it other other than one one line. <laughs> one one very crucial detail. Yeah. The uh <laughs> cyborg story being fleshed out is a lot better too Uh, there's a lot more just like fleshed out stuff in the snyder cut but yeah it's cyborg and that's how they figure out about the boxes and things like that rather than just some bug going splat on a wall (laughs) oh yeah the the whole russian family is cut out which is oh thank god oh yeah (laughs) what a terrible in that flash and superman race to save them and shit oh my god so stupid we should point out though that of course, a lot of stuff is more fleshed out. It's a four-hour-long movie. That's true. Um, right. Though, I feel like if you took out all of the slow-mo or most of it, it would only be a two-hour-long movie. <laughs> this is this is certainly... You can you can call this a good or a bad thing. This is the most Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and that can mean a lot of different things, but for the amount of slow-mo is off the charts ridiculous. Um, it's, it's overindulgent and... Mm-hmm at a certain point it, it crosses into like a level of absurdity that I've never seen even in Watchmen I've never seen in any of his movies um, you know some of the some of the choices where it's a good idea but it just it drags on for too long like the Scandinavian women sniffing Aquaman's jacket and then singing a song to him or whatever I'm the like, sniff right. was just too far was- yeah <laughs> I'm like, all right, I get it. Like they worship him, that's fine. But then there's like five minutes of them just like, oh, like, all right, I get it. <laughs> well, and speaking of Aquaman, that's another thing this movie does a lot better because the Wonder Woman and the Aquaman movie don't connect to this a lot at all. But it's at least a little bit better here because in the um, theatrical cut, Aquaman just goes to Atlantis and he's like, hey, what's up, fools? Um, yeah, I'm gonna help you guys. 
but we find out later that he still hasn't like shown himself in Atlantis. In this cut, it's some far off temple, and the only two people that know about him are the ones that ask for his help. Right. Yeah. It definitely it it, it connects that you know. I know that nobody really gives a fuck about if these movies connect anymore because no. it's all a mess. But I like that they try. Um, the, one of the most hilarious parts about that, though, is Amber Heard's weird British accent in this. <laughs> that she doesn't have an Aquaman. Because she doesn't talk in the theatrical cut, really. So when they get to Aquaman, they're just like, oh, yeah, do whatever. That movie's never seen the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because she's like oh what are you doing here and then the other one she's like hey i need you to come back like yeah. <laughs> it's totally different um i mean she's not i don't think she's really good in any of these movies like i love aquaman but she's always been a terrible actress yeah even at the um the end scene uh she's kind of just hamming it up a lot and i'm just like i hate her personally but also as an actress i've just never been super fond of her acting so hopefully she's just not in any of these movies anymore yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do um, going forward. But there, there's a few things I, I want to discuss, and I, I, I want to see if you guys felt the same way. Um, there are some things that they added here that I don't think work at all, that I think were unnecessary and they make the movie worse. Um, one, we already talked about the aspect ratio, which, you know, is whatever. Um, the music in this movie, I think, is so much worse than it is in the other movie. Like the Danny, I, I mentioned this last week. Danny Elfman's score is fine. It's like mm-hmm. kind of mediocre. This is like infinitely worse. Um, the, 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 like every time, and this is what I was talking about, Chris. Like, you know, it's like every time any sort of character lands, it's like the hi, 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 hi. I actually liked, I liked the music change. I, I really enjoyed them kind of changing Wonder Woman's whole thing. It's not the Spy Kids theme anymore, it's more of a like, chanting or there's a little bit of it but it's not as much of it was um but fun fact uh the dude that did it he's he's a dj like lewd killer or something like that um he redid the entire score the score that he originally wrote for the movie before all the drama um he just threw in the trash and rewrote for the snyder cut because if Zack snyder's gonna go all up so is he he should have spent more time. <laughs> yeah, a I bit. I liked I liked the music um, in the Snyder cut more than the original. I definitely it, liked it more than the original, but there were times where it definitely pulled me out, and I I paid more attention to that and how out of place it sometimes sounded more than I with the movie. Um, and with a aspect ratio like that being a four hour long runtime, we don't need more things kind of drawing us out of it. That'd be my only comment. Though it's not awful, and it's at least like more inspired than the Danny Elfman one. Interesting. Yeah, I it's I, I have this weird love hate relationship with Junkie XL because gotcha. he made awesome stuff in the past. Um, like Mad Max Fury Road has an amazing soundtrack, and I think the like kind of weird hard rock works in that world perfectly. Um, you know, especially like the, I mean, there's a, the man in Mad Max that's like playing guitar yeah. on the front of one of the cars, and it's fucking rad. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> coolest thing ever, um, and the the score fits perfectly. I I have never liked that Wonder Woman theme. Um, oh, it's awful. It's so weird. No, it doesn't fit her character at all. It, it it didn't fit in her movies. It didn't fit in these movies. It it doesn't work. And 
that that to me just carried over so much with this new version where it's a lot of the uh you know the amazonian chants and for two hours of that movie it's just slow motion and i was <laughs> <laughs> like all right this needs to move along um yeah there's definitely a lot of fat that can be trimmed down in it like the one thing i like better in the theatrical cut than um this one is the the mascara stuff is a lot quicker in the theatrical cut they get in they do the cool action and then they get out with this it's a lot of talking and waiting there she's like get out you have to get out and then she kind of just chills like hey you okay what do you want for lunch i'm going to starbucks <laughs> a lot of it can be cut but Zack snyder was had that boner for oh i'm gonna show them yeah, you're talking about the first like when steppenwolf takes the first mother box yeah yeah i like that that was longer <laughs> Really? It, it, I, maybe not longer. It seemed more balanced because in the yeah. theatrical, it felt like he was in and out, and that was it. This felt more like they were putting up a fight. Mm-hmm. That I, I did like that. That scene was flawed from the beginning, though. I mean, that scene is so dumb. Just from like, no matter which version you're watching, they are. This is like of whatever ten thousand year old box. I don't remember exactly how old it is. So they have like fifty women pointing bows and arrows at it. And then Steppenwolf just teleports in, kills all of them, and then uh, the her mom is like, "All right, shut the boulders." And there's a scene with like these ripped women hitting the fucking Jack. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. Jack. But they they knock the boulders down. He's like, "I'm a fucking alien," and he mm-hmm. just blasts through. <laughs> that that is also the worst moment of slow mo after the cliff kind of falls because um, Queen Happy whatever is walking away at slow-mo but the like rocks that are falling down i'm pretty sure are, are going normal speed yeah it's it's just weird but chris you're right it does feel a little more balanced uh, where they like kind of get him down with the um the like lines i was like he fucks up some horses yeah he i did think about that brutal. <laughs> i was like because i watched the theatrical with hannah i was like i don't know if she could have took that <laughs> if we watched the snyder cut together <laughs> here's, here's my other question too where are they going yeah, they're on an island. I had that thought too. I was like, "Where are you running to? Where he's not going to catch you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, are you just going to ring around the Rosie the whole time? Like, eventually, we'll wear him out. <laughs> yeah. And also, teleport. Like, yeah, you can teleport. I'm like, where are you? this is like a 50 acre island. He's gonna catch you. <laughs> the the scale of the mascara makes no sense to me because like you see the wide shots of it, um, and yeah, it's a pretty small island. But apparently there are just unlimited Amazonians, just millions of them. And also, is that bigger than it looks? It's like the TARDIS, apparently. Yeah, they they kind of um, they make it seem much bigger in Wonder Woman 1984. They have that like opening mm-hmm. sequence where they're having the Olympics. I guess I don't know what the yeah. equivalent of that is on the mascara. But it, I also liked in the first Wonder Woman how they set that movie in. I think it's World War One. Mm-hmm. And so there was no reason why anyone would have discovered them. But I'm like, in these movies, it's, you know, it's, oh, I guess, 2017. Like, we would have found Themyscira by now. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to fly into there or something. Like, it might not show up on radar, but someone is eventually going to just pop in. Yeah. I mean, Maybe they have and they killed him. Chris Pine did. Yeah. <laughs> he just flew in. And he only survived because he's hot. So anyone <laughs> uglier, 
probably wouldn't have made it out, and maybe they did find it before the. Yeah, they they killed all the ugly World War II soldiers, or yeah. World War One soldiers, but the hot one they kept. No, you had it right. It's World War Two because that movie definitely wanted to do World War Two, but then felt weird about having a Jewish actress. Um, so they made it World War One. They made yeah. the Germans so cartoonishly Nazi villains in that, and it doesn't make any sense. This isn't a Wonder Woman podcast, so I have a lot that I don't like about those movies. No, I well, I mean, Wonder Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is like the worst movie I saw last year. It was. It was I'd rather like stag stab forks in my eyeballs and watch it again. It's a fucking miserable nightmare. But the first one I actually think has some merit. Like it's, yeah. it's overall not not that bad. Um, and you know the first two acts are actually pretty good. But uh, no, I agree with you. They they didn't want to rip off Captain America too hard, so they were like, we'll set it in World War One. Very <laughs> different. Nobody will know. Bad guys use gas. That's World War One, right? <laughs> yeah. They definitely had all the German soldiers be Nazis. Like they had yeah. no idea what, what period they were doing, which you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever they wanted to do. But I, I think we can all agree, we can come to a, a, a common consensus that this this version is better. Just Oh yeah. 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 There there is one thing that I have kind of a big gripe about, but Zack Snyder's always been doing this. Superman is an alien to him. Um, I think in the comics, that's not who Superman is most of the time. He's a boy from Kansas. He's just a good guy who has an incredible gift. To Zack Snyder, he's an alien, and he never sees people as humans, or he sees humans as different, not as um, the same. And when you we get to the final fight scene, um, he's fucking murdering Steppenwolf. Like, he's going to kill him, just beating the shit out of him. Um, and then he, at the end, where he rips open the shirt and it's the black suit, I just don't love it. I know he was probably trying to set up a darker Superman, but the scene in the theatrical cut where Steppenwolf says something about truth and Superman flies in, he's like, I'm a fan of truth, also a pretty fa- big fan of justice. I love that line, and I wish it was in this movie. That's that's a really interesting point, because I think a lot of what people like about the golden age of Superman is that he is just, you know, he's obviously this god, but he is just like a, a Kansas City boy, and he, he fights for the American truth in the American way. The, the problem with that, I think, when you're trying to modernize that, or you're trying to adapt it, is that for a lot of those stories aren't very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of Superman stories end up falling flat because it's like when you can do everything, why, why care when you don't have any conflict and you're all about America and you're kind of a square and nothing can hurt you. You're boring. And the idea of making him in, in the context of this darker, you know, movie universe, the idea of making him something, someone to be feared and some kind of outsider, mm-hmm. I think leads to a lot of really interesting superman stories and i know a lot of people shit on man of steel i like man of steel i think man of steel is great um i think there's a lot of problems with it but i but i and i recognize those wholeheartedly but i also think that zod is great i think zod is an amazing villain i like the idea of coming off the dark knight chris nolan movies you get kind of a darker superman I, i never really hated that um, it's told out of order, which I kind of liked. I think it worked in the context of that movie. Um, and yeah, overall, I thought it was good. So, but that is an interesting thing. I think a lot of people miss that kind of Superman. And if you're looking for that, the original Justice League, 
you know, the 2017 cut definitely has yeah. more of that in it. Yeah, I think the thing that a lot of people when they're writing Superman miss is that, yeah, he is pretty much impervious to most damage um, unless you take over his mind. That In Smallville, that was 90% of the plots. Um, but there is something you can play with with this idea of someone who can't be told what to do. He can't be told he has to care about these ants on this planet, but he does because he was raised right and loved. And um, there's a lot of good stuff in comics too where um, parallels between him and Bruce are brought up a lot. These are even times where they switch costumes and no one notices because they look alike because they're kind of the same character that just have very different stories in the outlooks on life and people and um, whether people are innately good and bad. And th there's so much interesting stuff you can do, but I think a lot of people are just going with the whole, oh, but what if he was bad? And that just seems kind of like a cop out. It's the easy way to do Superman at this point, I think. I would agree with that. It is definitely the easiest way to make an interesting Superman story. It doesn't take a lot of effort to be like, all right, he's bad. And now we can add some depth. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely agree with that. It really, if you want to see a, a good Justice League movie, like one that's, I wouldn't say flawless, but better than the current universe we have now, um, the animated stuff, Justice League War is awesome. Justice mm -hmm. League Doom is awesome. Um, the Atlantis one that I can't remember the name of right now is really good. Yeah, Atlantis versus earth or something yeah yeah yeah. and then flashpoint paradox is the fucking it's the best one <laughs> like that movie is so good i love justice league war because it's this movie in an hour and a half it's very <laughs> yeah. no fat whatsoever the heroes meet it's like hey what's up what's up all right let's go kill that dude and they do and then it's done <laughs> like in and out a lot of a lot of the animated movies too are like a good version of uh the live action like if you want a good suicide squad movie you can watch assault on arkham so which good. is great um the suicide squad is a whole other episode i won't get into yeah. that <laughs> the, the second one looks good but i've been fooled by trailers before i it, fool me once shame on you you know it's interesting you say that and maybe we can switch over a little bit i didn't think that trailer looked good at all really yeah i, you I love john cena in uh jean shorts and tube socks oh of course i do i'm an american i, I do <laughs> <laughs> i haven't i haven't seen it because I do the thing where I avoid trailers for movies I know I'm going to watch. Yeah. So, I've already decided I'm going to watch this one. So In the in the first trailer, there's a pretty big um, spoiler if you're a DC fan. So probably good on you. Yeah. There's there's like some... I think a lot of that movie is in that trailer already. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll just skip the movie, watch the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could do that too. That's fine. Uh, real, real quick, I do want to talk about the seven endings that this movie has because it ends <laughs> it ends a bunch of different times um the first ending is fucking great and i think it is a massive improvement over the original which is in the original they kind of fight steppenwolf they they joke around and then he he gets afraid and then they take him away and it's dumb uh this one i love that they lose that everyone dies <laughs> oh good the way like I don't like Ezra Miller either, but in that scene where it, it's, it's kind of corny, but when he's talking to his dad and he's just trying to do that thing, he told himself not to do and the way it looks and just how it was slightly introduced earlier, it all works perfectly for me. And I thought it was so interesting. The introduction of the time travel was probably my favorite part of that movie. When the picture and the cube start reversing, you're like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? <laughs> because in the theatrical cut, it's just 
well-timed, done. But in this one, it's like, oh no, he failed. Oh, but he ran so fast, he can reverse that failure. And that is foreshadowed. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then this, you know, I like the 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 way that they put things back together was like kind of disgusting. And I like like all the oh yeah, fucking disgusting. Loved yeah. it. I, I thought that was such a cool way to show like time reversing. Uh, and then the scene with Cyborg after was great. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about these end credit scenes for a minute. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> I. These end credit scenes make me so upset that we won't get the rest of the five-part trilogy, as Zack Snyder calls it. Um, because it's an it's a really fun story. I loved the um, uh, what was the one where Superman turns evil in the comics? Uh, Injustice. Injustice. I loved the Injustice storyline. Thought that was a lot of fun. Um, and this looked like it would be a really cool story to tell. It just took too long to get there, and no one wants to make it now. Yeah, if there is going to be a continuation from this, I want to see it, you know, done from the Zack Snyder version. Uh, I just, I really want to talk about. The, so the Death who's going to give you a reach around, Connor? Who is it? Oh my god! So the Deathstroke scene is better when he's on the yacht. Uh, they they fixed yeah. it because they're not like we need a league of our own. He's just like, hey, I know Batman's name. Here it is. Go kill him. Which is yeah. a much better scene. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The, the the apocalypse scene, I liked everything except Jared Leto. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I didn't hate Jared Leto. I, one, the scene where he's monologuing and it's going in and out of focus and it feels really uneasy. I love that. And it's the only time I've actually liked Jared Leto's Joker. But then he fucking ruins it with that. Who's going to give you a reach around? And you can tell us a... Um, <laughs> like added scene like a reshoot because it cuts to ben affleck in that suit he's way skinnier so he doesn't fit in it he's like that but the head doesn't move he just has this gross look on his face and that follows probably one of the coolest lines i've ever fucking heard when you want to talk about why you sent the boy wonder to do a man's job fuck i have chills just saying that right now yeah it's he he is not good as this character I think, I mean, he's proven to me time and time again that, that he's not meant to play this. He's pretty shitty in most other things I've seen him in besides like his okay performance in Blade Runner 2049. Um, yeah. yeah. Like he's not, t- he's not bad in that movie, but he's also just like kind of reading lines. He's not really acting. And yeah, the dialogue is a big problem. I agree with you. The reach around line is bad. There's a couple others. And then Batman just goes, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> it, it wasn't Batman that said that. It was Ben Affleck. It was early, young Ben Affleck with the bad teeth and the good hair. It, where he, it was like from a Kevin Smith movie. Because I will fucking kill you. It sounds like something from uh, Chasing Amy or something. That was Ben Affleck to Jared Leto. That was yeah, probably character. <laughs> He's kill you. He, he was already tired of some bullshit. <laughs> fucking weird cult leader (laughs) chris how did you feel do we lose Uh that addition of like a new can you repeat that oh no yeah yeah can you hear me now yeah you're good okay yeah what what do you think about this new like end credit nightmare scene i haven't really heard like how you felt about it after seeing one of them kind of in uh, bvs i so i i'll disagree with austin the like in and out of focus thing I hated that. I kind of wish it was in focus the whole time, but that's just me. 
Um, it, it kind of felt like the cameraman didn't know how to do his job, in my opinion. <laughs> he was trying to stay far away from Jared Leto, probably. Yeah, he didn't yeah. want to be anywhere near him. Um, and Connor, I'll disagree with you. I think Jared Leto was pretty good in Dallas Buyers Club. Um, I haven't seen a lot of his other stuff, but... I have not seen that. That is the one thing I have You seen. need yeah, to see he, it. He's pretty good in that. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hate I hate his delivery. I've always hated it. It's awful. I, I can't stand it. And the dialogue sucks. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't like this Joker... No, it's it's a it's a bad interpretation of this character. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no, not even counting this. I'm just talking about Suicide Squad in general. Yeah, Suicide Squad was a hundred times worse. Maybe <laughs> yeah. because he was in it more, but like the whole thing. And I've always wanted to see Joker as more of a gangster because in a lot of comics he is. He has a whole gang, but they went way overboard with it in Suicide Squad. He's not motiva- motivated by Batman at all in that movie he just wants to like make money and pimp out harley quinn or whatever the fuck i don't even know what that club (laughs) scene was the worst shit uh yeah i i don't i I just think it's funny that he was like now i get to finally be the joker i wanted to be in this cut and he went on all these interviews being like yeah this is the joker you were meant to see and it's still bad (laughs) but it is a actually i mean jared law was bad um but I think it's a better Joker because the Joker is such a great character because he's not even the antithesis of, of Batman. He's the same person as Batman, just with a different angle where they're both obsessed with um, order and chaos and how that relationship works. There's the same coin, different sides and watching them get to ham it up is what I've been wanting from these fucking movies for years. So I'm, maybe I'm just happy to see that. Um, but yeah, everything from the Suicide Squad just made no sense for his character. You could have had anyone else do that. It's hard when you have other movies that came out before because I, I have seen the perfect version of the Joker and it's the Dark Knight. Everyone has. Yeah, That's the yeah. best version of that character. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. <clears throat> I didn't love Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I thought it was like fine. I didn't you know adore that movie or anything. There's aspects I mean, that I liked. That movie's not supposed to be a Joker movie. It's supposed to be a taxi driver. Right, right, right. So it doesn't really follow that same archetype. So, But again, it's fine. Having both of those performances in my mind while I watch this makes this a million times worse than it already is. Like, mm-hmm. I think just having the idea of what... Because I don't even really love the Joker as a character. I never have. Like I, I, I think there are stories you can tell that are interesting, but there's also a lot of goofy stories that I think are pretty bad. And the Heath Ledger version is the perfect version of that character. And I don't think it'll ever be topped. And I feel like maybe we should stop trying. <laughs> yeah, because that's the problem. We back in the day of early comics, he was just another two-bit villain that Batman squared off against, and he rose to this like pedestal of like almost like a godly type character. Um, and there are a lot of great stories in comics that deal with character. Um, White Knight being one of my favorite, uh, where he's actually sane and um, has like DID almost. Uh, but yeah, with this, it's it's kind of like the Superman being bad thing. It's the easy character to use to try to seem deep and have a message, which is Zack Snyder's MO for sure. Yeah, yeah. Seem seem like you have a message when you don't. <laughs> and this is, and I'm saying that as a big defender of of 
Zack Snyder because I think he like him or not he's a man with a creative vision yeah and absolutely he and he got fucked out of this he did and it, it was shitty what they did to him and I feel bad and I've I've always been a massive defender of uh, Watchmen too because like even if he doesn't necessarily exactly understand why that comic is the way it is the visuals in that movie are so on point that I can forgive a lot of the you know the deeper meaning misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen Watchmen, by the way, everybody should fucking watch that. The, movie. the show too, the best season of television ever created. That show is literally perfect. We need to have you back on so we can do like another hour just on that show because I fucking adore that show. I can do an hour on the when a god walks into a bar episode. I yes. think nothing has ever been done better than that episode. Oh, so good. Chris, you have homework. <laughs> I know. I think. Did you ask Hannah about it or or, or something? Because she was she was asking me about it. About Watchmen. Yeah, about Watchmen. I don't think I. No, you know what? I did because she told me that she was watching um, Umbrella Academy, which I haven't seen. And then I was like, Oh, you know, another good superhero show, like great superhero show, is Watchmen. Uh, you should check that one out. Um, Watchmen, the TV show, is fucking weird, and it is like the most out there show I have ever seen. And I don't recommend it to everyone just because I, I think there's a lot of people that from the onset will not like it. You have to really appreciate the comic and slightly appreciate the movie, at least to really enjoy it. Um, There's, yeah, there's a lot of weird ideas that they kind of just gloss over. They expect you to have read that book or at least understand what's happening in this world. Um, Because there's no introduction. There's no um, narration. It's just, you're here. We're going on this ride. Have fun. Yeah. I mean, the shit I could bring, like the stuff, I don't even want to spoil anything, but the stuff that's in this show that I like, just the, the topics, the list of going from anywhere to like weird squid things to, you know, giant blue dicks. I was about to oh, bring up now. Dr. Manhattan's <laughs> massive slug. It gave me, it gave me like an insecurity. It's, <laughs> it's like that. Just, <laughs> He's so big in that shit. massive. <laughs> it has to be CG. That no human's dick is that big. How do you take a shit? Oh man, we are so off topic. Yeah, I, I was even... gonna say I want to reel it in a little bit. Um, going back to the Joker and how you said we should stop trying. I really wish they would. I feel like the Joker has been the center point of like every Batman movie since the '90s, and I feel like there were a lot of good villains that you could use instead of the Joker. Yeah, um, if you look at um, Gotham, it's a really good look at a lot of different villains and how they can be used. They still do the Joker, but I think they do him more interestingly, where if you haven't seen it, they have like four or five different Jokers. And it's Jokers from um, throughout time. Uh, It starts with like the old, old 1984 Joker and moves up to like a kind of match of Heath Ledger. Um, It's not as good, but it's at least an interesting take on the character. Uh, and in the Telltale game, you the main villain's more Cobblepot, and that's a really interesting character to fuck around with. So is Bane. He's not just a cartoon character that's uh, doing steroids. He can be, and that's a lot of fun, but he's also like a super genius. And um, Dark Knight Rises did him pretty well, but there's still room more for like doing stuff with him. Also, Deathstroke or Red Hood. We have yeah. so many great villains in the Batman universe, and or like do a quarter of owls movie for god's sake have some balls dc like give me that movie i know they're planning that for the 
game. Game, yeah. yeah one of the games is going to be doing kind of a quarter owls thing. Uh, but Chris, I totally agree with you, and and you you too. I I I think uh, that. The, the idea that there's all these other villains and we keep coming back to the Joker. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted with the Joker at this point. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, I would love to see a Mr. Freeze movie. I love Mr. Freeze, and he's so well done in Bring the back cartoons. Arnold. Bring back Arnold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, his, his storylines are great. He's in Batman and Robin, right? From, like, yeah, the that movie's bad. Can movie's we, so maybe a well-done version of that. I no, would, I would like to see Robin in and a live think... action done well. Poison Ivy is in there as well. Riddler, yeah. maybe. You get Uma Thurman and uh, Jim Carrey and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he's the best line in the whole movie. He's like, it's ice to meet you. And then he's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's incredible, yeah. It's so bad, but it's so good. But I would love to see them, you know, take some more creative chances with the the DC villains because I mean they're yeah. even compared to Marvel there's a shit ton of DC villains that they've never touched so I mean look at the Batman Beyond TV show I think that handled that well um, in the way we're talking where Joker's dead for 90% of that show's run and they have powers they have all these really scary futuristic villains they have uh, Clayface uh, and a lot of really good stuff in that show and then uh, same with Freeze like he's kind of a good guy in that show because at times he is a good guy yeah yeah that's what makes his character so interesting by the way batman beyond another movie that needs live action <laughs> i would love that oh yeah i would i'd kill for it uh, i don't know well, how they do the suit well though yeah it'd be hard to transfer that over to live action without like putting a bunch of armor plates on it and stuff but i i don't know i think i think they could i think they might be able to figure something out but yeah, how do you guys think... feel about robert pattinson's batman because that's going to be the Riddler. That isn't. That's what we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. Riddler's going to be the main, the main bad in that one. I like Robert Pattinson is a good actor, Very, um, a great actor. And I think he will do. I think he's going to do a good job. I, I know this movie is going through like production hell right now for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. So Thanks it might COVID. not turn out great. It might be the next Venom, like where it's just a stitched together studio mess <laughs> but but it looks promising it looks much more promising than venom ever did um but it's giving me those feels and that worries me slightly connor you're making some comparisons to marvel films do you think we should stop comparing dc to marvel i think when they try so hard to be each other it's it's kind of a fair comparison to make um and and i say that meaning more dc has been trying to be marvel rather than the other way around i'm gonna just cut i I asked that question because i feel like in the theatrical cut of justice league i get a lot of those vibes Mm -hmm. where dc's trying to replicate marvel because what marvel did worked that's why warner brothers brought him in that's why they brought joss whedon in because he did avengers like a year before that warner brothers needs to stop trying to be marvel because i mean look at uh, birds of prey that's a great movie that doesn't have tie-ins that it's just its own contained story and it's fun and we don't need a tie-in the new batman movie the joker movie is okay um the flashpoint movie who knows what kind of mess that's gonna be but it's still happening yeah that's gonna be a disaster <laughs> oh yeah fuck. no way in hell it's good no but I, they're they're also talking about um a new superman movie a black superman um a uh second shazam movie i think they're starting to move away from trying to be marvel and that's good yeah. By the way, give me more Shazam. Shazam one is great. Yeah. 
It's one of my favorite DC movies, and I can't wait to see what they do with it next. It's one of the only ones not directed by Zack Snyder. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, that one's David S. Goyer, who mostly did horror movies, like Annabelle Creation and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which you kind of see in that movie a little bit with the sins. Like, there's that boardroom scene where they're, like, biting people's heads off and stuff. And yeah. It's a little dark, but that movie is so lighthearted and genuinely funny, um, as opposed to a lot of the Marvel movies, like, you know, something like Thor Ragnarok, where half the jokes are very forced uh and just that back that movie's so good it's hilarious <laughs> i <laughs> thor ragnarok is half a good movie <laughs> it's a full good movie taika watiti can do no wrong did you see uh jojo rabbit yeah i love that movie the um not to spoil it but the shoe thing mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things i've seen in a movie like how that foreshadowing works because the second you see like where that pays off, you're just hitting the gut. Like I think Taika Waititi is a great director. I'm so excited that he's doing a lot more stuff um, now that he's like in the mainstream view. Yeah, I think I mean all of his movies before too are are amazing. He he is, and I would never say that he's not a great director. I think he was creatively limited at Marvel a little bit in terms of mm. the writing, because when you watch something like Jojo Rabbit, which is like side splittingly funny. Um, especially him in that movie as Hitler, which is the best part of that entire movie. Um, just like, God damn, it's hilarious. And then you watch Thor Ragnarok and the jokes are like toned down and marvelly and Yeah, they they loses that New Zealand charm. Um a Hunt for the Wilder people has a lot of really great humor that I think a lot of people wouldn't connect to right away. It's not the mainstream humor, but Marvel tries to be. Um and so, yeah, I can see what you mean, where some of those jokes do feel in a different tone than what he's normally doing. Yeah, it definitely feels a little off from his style, but I'm hoping that they just let him go balls to the wall in the next oh, yeah. Thor movie. Um, you know, they I mean, really just let him unleash his full craziness. Piss off Ghost is probably one of the best lines, though. I do like, like that. That is, <laughs> I like Korg. I like Korg. It's great. Um so what would you guys i know we don't you know always do numbered scores sometimes we do if you had to give a numbered score to both of these movies what do you think it would be about well i have my numbers <laughs> you really okay um i think when we were talking the other night i think i gave justice league a seven and a half i'm gonna downgrade that to six and a half and then i'm gonna give the Snyder cut an eight okay i'm i'm pretty close i'd say theatrical like five ish um it's watchable but I'll never watch it again. Um, where Snyder Cut, I've watched it twice now. Um, and I want to watch it again in black and white. Uh, so probably uh, close to an eight. Okay. Yeah, I would say mine mine for the original is probably a little, I'd say it's like a three or a four. Um, I think that movie's definitely like below, if five's the median, it's definitely below average um, in terms of the quality. I would say this is probably a seven. A 7.5 yeah which from which you know if you guys know how i rate shit that's really good <laughs> well i i love that you do that thing of five being average because so many people when they rate stuff five is shit like yeah if if i said chris was a five that would be offensive but that just means you're average we all know i'm a 10 baby <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's a lie too. we all know chris is a 10 <laughs> no i agree i i think and it, it has to do with i think uh the american school system just how you know if you get like a 70 or an 80 that's considered like mediocre or, or even bad failing uh, sometimes yeah 
Yeah, exactly. So it, it, when you go through the life with that mentality, you're like, oh, a five. Holy shit, that sucks. <laughs> like, no, five is like middle Average. of the road. It's very yeah. median. Yeah. It's a better movie than I can make, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the – I think we could all do better than the original one. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder what that's like in writing rooms and stuff where they say these words and then everyone just kind of agrees to do it. Like – I'm sure at one point when Zack Snyder said, what if Martha Wayne and Martha Kent are the same person? Someone said, that's not a good idea. And they just moved on from that idea. But then sometimes shit gets put in movies like that where it's like, who in the world thought this was a good movie? I could- what, is, what is brunch, guys? <laughs> what, is, what is brunch? I don't get it. It's like, it's like lunch, but earlier or whatever. <laughs> Stupid fucking oh. line. That's just like <laughs> that's like groupthink. That's just people being yeah. like, I'm not gonna say anything because I know no one gives a shit about what I have to say anyway. So let's yeah. just put it in the stupid movie. You know and the I other line? Also, like, oh, sorry. The other line that got also, me like, was uh... <laughs> I hate Zoom. I fucking despise Zoom so much. I just real quick. The other line that I hated was uh, when Bruce Wayne said, uh, "Oh, the Doomsday Clock doesn't have a uh, snooze button or whatever." Snooze I was like, button, "That's not. Yeah. That's not. That's not Batman." <laughs> Anyway. I love when, when Superman's like the, that whole end is totally different. But when he's like, I thought Superman's like, I thought you hated me, and he's like, uh, uh, I don't not hate you. Uh, oh, that one's so bad too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, and, and you have to wonder how much of it is what that writers' room looks like. Is it a bunch of guys that are passionate, or is it a lot of studio heads that say, "Well, I think this worked in a different movie, so we're going to have these stupid jokes and lines and." are really strangle holding people but god yeah some of the dialogue especially in this movie is cringy and no one no human would say it i think a lot of zack snyder's movies are like that though where he plays it up for coolness rather than he plays it up for believability or logic yeah it's definitely more about the idea than the logic behind it um and you see that in pretty much all of his films it's not really like grounded in any even though it's you know superhero stuff you can still ground that in our reality or make it feel real and he kind of goes for this more like ethereal out there sort of filmmaking style where like like what we were talking about where shit is in slow motion and you know it just feels very otherworldly uh which can be a good thing in Watchmen and can be a bad thing in this movie so you know <laughs> it Connor, just he doesn't change his style for anything i was kind of griping about how i was like i hate that everything has been like otherworldly alien nonsense lately and i kind of want like just like a real like terrorist villain or something i don't know are you mean like the the bowler hat dude from this movie that gets fucking obliterated that would have been a cool thing but uh yeah he gets fucking wrecked (laughs) why did she do that i when he went to reload i'm like she can move faster than sound she's just gonna take the gun yeah Boom. Doesn't she like restore art for a living and she just like blows up that whole building? Yep. Which is, yeah, a piece of art. Like, I was blown away when I saw that. She's faster like, than a speeding bullet, right? Or yeah. Superman. Yeah, no, no. She's that, she's that fast. And yeah. she decides to fucking mark this guy into oblivion. Also, like, they cut to the kids. How are their ears not just bloody? cut up from debris and shit uh, um, i guess it's directional but shit like well he's firing off that? guns and and they don't have ear protections well, yeah, and mean, things like that movie. Yeah. yeah and the she, bomb just went up that, above him yeah it was basically like she blew up like she activated the bomb 
Like she blew up that whole building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that because he was like this bomb will flatten like several blocks, and it gets up in the air, and you're like, that wasn't that big. And then she makes that size explosion right in front of her. It's the same size. <laughs> no, uh, I wonder if like the owner of that building's like pissed. He's like, damn it, the fucking insurance company. I mean, the, the bomb would have been a better fucking like. Marvel um, Comics does that idea really well of the insurance companies for um, superheroes fucking your shit up. There's a lot of great jokes to be had in that idea. Um, though I did like that scene a lot better than the theatrical cut. I liked Wonder Woman a lot better in this too because in the theatrical cut, it's 90% jokes about how she's hot and Aquaman wants to fuck her. And in this, yeah. Aquaman's like, you're pretty cool. She's like, you're pretty cool too. And then she's just a badass in the whole movie. And it's there's only like one upskirt instead of like the 50 that was in the theatrical yeah. cut. The it, when it, the flash fell on her boobs or whatever. Yeah. Hannah kept making comments. She's like, oh, there's another cootie shot when we were watching the theatrical. It was pretty uh, aggressive with it. You don't realize it unless someone points it out or you're a woman or who has to deal with that. Like the male gaze in cinema is like interesting thing to look at all the time. But that movie just, he just put the camera under her skirt. I don't think the male gaze were looking at that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave. God damn it! I love the pause as we all like took it. Oh in. my god! <laughs> that was the worst joke that we've made on this podcast so far. <laughs> oh my god, Chris! What time are we at right now? We're like an hour. I, I did want to mention that the Wisconsin Badgers thing was cool in the Snyder Cut, and that he got like the, uh, like the Gotham City like when Victor Stone's playing football, he's playing against like the Wisconsin Badgers, and he got like the, the logos and stuff like that, because he's from Green Bay. I didn't know that until I looked it up after. I actually paused the movie and looked it up. I was like, do they use the Wisconsin Badgers, logo? And apparently they got it approved and things like that. So. That's cool. I didn't know it was a real team. I just assumed it was made up like the Gotham City, whatever they are. Uh, Knights. Right? Knights. Yeah, Knights. Yeah. yeah. That that stuff's made up, obviously. But no, they're playing the Wisconsin Badgers. That's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Like yeah. And he's from Green that, Bay. I, I think someone said I was watching that Zack Snyder wanted to film in Green Bay instead of Chicago. But then, like, Green Bay is not, like, a city. <laughs> it's just Lambeau Field. <laughs> I, I don't know if Zack Snyder knows how football is played. That scene is kind of confusing. <laughs> I think yeah, that scene, I kind of just glazed out, as I do with a lot yeah. of sports yeah, shit. Like, but... <laughs> it was just to show that he plays football, and I get it. But, like, he runs something like 50 yards and breaks about seven tackles. <laughs> like, he hurdles a guy. Yeah. As a human. As... Also, that fucking line of, like, your son can't change someone's grades. And she's like, her parents were losing the house. Yeah. You got a good point, but he still that still can't change their grades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, still like that's still against the school code. And she's yeah. a, she's a doctor, yeah. so I feel like she should at least have some respect for you know. Yeah, some integrity. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. I like the addition. Don't get me wrong, but I just yeah. thought that was funny. I was like, yeah. I don't know if he knows how football's played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, for every good thing in this movie, there's an equally weird, confusing thing. Yeah, that yeah, that's really I was going to say, he's yeah, probably, not bad. Yeah. He, you know, with those moves, and that's college level. He's probably first round pick in the draft. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, in, in the comics, it's funny because like, and they touch on it here. Victor is a fucking genius. And the only reason he's good at football is because 
he devoted himself to being good at football despite his dad who wanted him to be a doctor it's like such a good character to add but also yeah just a lot of weird stuff and although he's a human in this and he's just fucking throwing people off yeah that was that was a lot (laughs) a lot of people to get through for that that whole scene Um, but yeah, overall, this movie's great. I like the, I, we talked about this last week. I like the precedent that this sets for other directors getting their version of their movie that they wanted. Um, Mark Webb has a version of the amazing Spider-Man one that I would love to see because there is a very good movie in there in the edit somewhere. Um, and I still don't think it's terrible, but oh, yeah. I would love to see his cut of that. Uh, the Josh Trank fan four stick, even though I still don't think it's going to be good. I would love to see that one. Um, this is a ton of shit. Like, I, I, I love the idea that this just opens the floodgates for people to be like, hey, if you love films and you want to see more of something you love or a better cut version, you be know, watch it about here. it. Yeah. yeah. And also, treat your directors and your actors with respect, or it's going to get out there and people are going to fucking riot about it. I, I I'm pretty sure Ray Fisher is still suing Warner Brothers right now. I think, uh, I think for better or worse, having the director's like original vision if it's very different than what you know the production companies and the theatrical cut is is a good thing i mean like i said it could be better could be worse but i think you know giving the fans an opportunity to see what was really in their mind when they were directing it is yeah because that's the whole crux of this is that warner brothers wanted a avengers level dc movie and so Zack snyder said this is what i want to do i have a like seven part movie set up and they're like okay let's do it and they just didn't stick with that they got cold feet um and after suicide squad they were trying to push him out and then they took advantage of his daughter killing herself to force him out of this movie and if that's not just some cold ass shit right there yeah um, it's just yeah and I, sh- I should be clear up front that he has had a history of this this is not the first time Zack Snyder's put out an alternate cut to things. I mean, almost every movie has, you know, 300 has an alternate cut. Man of Steel is an alternate cut. BVS has the ultimate edition. Watchmen Which is really has, good. Yeah, no, it is. And Watchmen has f- three different edits. <laughs> like, this is not new to him. So the idea of him putting out something like this feels more realistic and more appropriate with what he's done before than maybe other directors. But again, I like the idea of this opening the floodgate for others. For sure. I think it's good to have both a theatrical cut to appeal to the mass audience that the production studio is trying to capture, but then also like have the Snyder cut type stuff where, you know, it appeals to the, you know, fans that care a little bit more. It's kind of like back of the kid when you had a DVD and then you just watch all the deleted scenes. Yeah. Is that in a movie? You just watch all those scenes that maybe weren't for everyone, but were for you perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely this. So, like, we don't give a fuck if you think this is too long. It's four hours, and you got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, do we want to go into recommendations? I know we're kind of running out of time. I don't know if we'll be able to do the mystery topic this week. We can definitely do recommendations. Yeah, I don't think we can get to the mystery topic this week. But, yeah, recommendations. I mean, I'll, I'll just recommend everyone go watch Invincible. Um, we're talking about superheroes and good stories to tell with them. Invincible is incredible. Um, 
the story is already done in comic form and they're sticking to it. So it's not going to be one of those shows that lasts forever and wears out. Um, the animation is really good during the fight scenes, really bad during some other scenes, but get through at least the first episode before you decide to um, not watch it. Right now, there's four episodes out on Amazon Prime. How many are going to come out? Is it like eight or nine? They have not really been specific about that. Um, if you read the comics, you can kind of guess where it's going to end and the pacing you can kind of take a stab at, but um, they haven't, I don't think they've announced how many episodes completely. Is there going to be like a, is it like a mini series or is there going to be like more seasons? Um, they're uh, the creator and writer said he wants to tell the entire um, story from the comic books, which it starts with the main character in high school and ends with him as a grown man. So there's a lot to it. I think it was, it took him like 16 years to write the comic books. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a, like, if you like it, there's going to be a lot of it, hopefully, especially if a lot of people watch it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch it. Um, I just haven't, I haven't got the, have the time yet, but I'm, I think I'm probably going to start that this week actually. Uh, Cause it looks really, really cool. Yeah. I'll just say like, especially the first couple minutes, the animation's horrible. Um, and you don't understand what's happening and you kind of have this idea of what the show's going to be. Wait until the end of the first episode to make any judgment calls though. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I guess I can do mine. What we had already mentioned, but yeah, if you've, if you've never seen the Watchmen movie, it's really, I think pretty solid. I think you'll probably enjoy it. Um, if you have seen it and you didn't like it, watch it again. I promise you'll like it at least a little bit better. Um, and then, yeah, to supplement that, look at the comic ending before you go into the TV show because the comic ending is what they follow in the TV show, which is totally different from the Zack Snyder ending. Um, but then watch the Watchmen TV show because it was the best TV show of 2019? 19. Best yeah. TV show of 2019. Fucking amazing. The ending's a little iffy uh, at parts show as a whole incredible um i don't remember what my original recommendation was but <laughs> i'll go with uh because i thought i had one from earlier this week but i'll go with uh donut media on youtube um some of their stuff's good some of it's iffy but it's pretty good like binge stuff to watch um they do like a lot of car parts and how cars like kind of uh like all the parts different work together they have a really cool series that i would probably recommend to watch first where they go through like a project miata and they like like go through all the different aftermarket parts and stuff i think they've pretty much done everything on it now so, sounds cool yeah, yeah I'm, that's super interesting it's actually. binge it's definitely binge worthy stuff like if you're just like binge worthy background noise <laughs> well before chris takes us out uh chris you already know this is not a surprise for you but uh, we hope you guys enjoy this entire podcast in 4-3 because that's the way it was meant to be watched. Uh, <laughs> just because I want to be as equally pretentious. So, yeah, this whole episode is going to be in 4-3. I hope you guys... Uh, oh, nice, and Austin. And white. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Download that before just to have that joke ready for, oh, for that dude. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He we're, didn't tell us about that beforehand. <laughs> we're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me again. That it's yeah. always fun. Thank you for being yeah. on. Absolutely. 
um but yeah thank you guys for watching uh subscribe if you want some more podcasts like this um we'll have austin on again in the future uh give us a like if you liked it give us a comment on what you thought about Zack snyder's uh cut of justice league or how it compares to the original um and uh enjoy your weekend bye everybody bye Who's going to give you a reach around?